0: Everybody. Welcome again to the Tradescast. It's a podcast dedicated to everything in the world of entertainment. For your enjoyment, I'm Jeff Favre. And I'm Tom Moss, and this is the Tradescast for the week of December 4th. How are you doing, Jeff? Doing good. We're getting to the end here. This is exciting. In a couple of weeks, we should definitely be talking more about uh, early Oscar buzz. I definitely want to talk about that. Um, I want to uh, toot my own horn just briefly. I guess I'm probably one of only several million people who figured this out. Um, but when they first decided they were going to do these live musicals, um, I said the show they should do is Hairspray. I said, Hairspray is perfect for this. And, you know, I thought their first few choices were interesting uh, out there um, and finally they've gotten to it. And uh, Tom, do you think I'm right? Do you think the ratings are going to be, um, one of the best? Do you think it's just doesn't have the appeal obviously, of the, you know, necessarily the sound of music, but, um, do you think they've learned from the other ones? What do you think?
1: Well, you know, Jeff, I, you're, you're asking me if I think you're right. Jeff, I always think you're right. <laughs> so that is a ridiculous question. Um, yeah, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know hairspray uh, well. I know the John Waters movie, and I never saw the uh, the musical. But I know it's a, uh, I know it's a big splashy crowd pleaser. I know it was a big hit. Um, I think it it probably uh, will appeal to a lot more people, maybe than the the uh, the Sound of Music, and certainly more people than Peter Pan. So yeah, I think it's a great choice. Um, I think uh, some of the uh, other choices they made. Uh, in the evolution of live musical broadcasts have been kind of interesting?
0: Yeah, well, you know, they tried a few different things. They tried this weird recorded version of uh, Rocky Horror, which didn't work well. Many people liked the way Fox did uh, Grease, which I think they they definitely did some stuff. And people loved the way they did The Wiz. Peter Pan was definitely, most people called it a fail. Um, so it, with this one, they're going to have 500 audience members. This one they're doing uh, at Universal Hollywood. I think they're trying to get uh, um, kind of a more, um, I think, a feeling of involvement at the at-home audience. And and, and this may work. The re- I think this musical is one of the best mainstream musicals in the last 15 years. I think it's incredibly catchy. It's fun. It's funny. Um, I I am recommending it to you, Tom, to watch. Um but, uh, I think they may have come on to something because uh, would you agree um the number of musicals you could do that would grab a, a, a young audience um and I don't mean kids, but I mean a young audience is to, it's limited, isn't it Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's I mean, think I about think it so. you could do obviously you could still do rent old but but still. Uh, has a, a younger audience, but very, very heavy. You know, they haven't been picking super heavy musicals. The Sound of Music definitely has heavy aspects to it, but they're mostly picking musicals that are fairly lighthearted. Um, so what do you pick um, that's going to appeal to 20-year-olds um, that, you know, that isn't heavy, <laughs> I guess? And, and to me, there just aren't that many.
1: Well, spring awakening comes to mind. Right, um, but of course, course it's Mat- pretty heavy. <laughs> right. It's pretty heavy, but I don't I don't think we shy away from that. I think Rent would be a good choice. I you know, it's 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 tough. Um you know, my my favorites are going to be the standards of Rodgers and Hammerstein and Lerner and Lowe, and those are uh, take note, not the 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 musicals I think that you're talking about. Um you know, I, I don't know. I mean, certainly, of course, uh, the elephant in the room is Hamilton, but it'll be many years before we'll that be is done we'll be retired,
0: TV. Tom. We'll be in our seventies when I that happens. Think
1: so, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I suspect there will be an a, a, an archived, um, you know, a documentary version of of the show uh, released before it's done live on TV um but there'll be a
0: major there will be a major motion picture before uh yeah, in fact i don't know true. i don't know how far in the works they are talking about it but there will be a major motion picture that's absolutely right. at some point and of course Hairspray's already done that route so we'll just have to see it's going to be this week and i i strongly recommend it if you've never seen the show i think it's really fun and really easy uh really easy to like which i'm uh, i'm happy about um, we won't touch too much on the box office, just to say I saw Moana, uh, and it is some, I believe the animation right now, uh, although I, I've always been a fan of the hand-drawn animation, the animation now is getting so complex that they are mixing styles in a way I have never seen before, and this, uh because some of the music uh, is co-written, or most of the music is co-written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, his star has just risen Another several notches, so um, how are his
1: how are his songs
0: incredibly good <laughs> it's It's, yeah, it's good. simple to say I mean, it is not if you're looking for Hamilton, it's not that that's not what they asked him to do so um very, very interesting but speaking of hamilton um there's this Hamilton mixtape concert. um What do you think? do you think that just uh we ha- have we Hamilton out yet, or do you think there's still avenues here? <laughs> uh avenues that, are, yeah that, that are, you know people can get excited about
1: yeah no i think that i think this is a really interesting strategy and i was trying to think of uh, i mean it's there's a video uh, performance i think they did it on the uh at, at the richard rogers theater if i'm not mistaken um in new york that's right um the, the, but but coincided with the release of the of the of the uh album i guess we still call them albums even though i i heard it on spotify uh so uh, I can couldn't think of any other corollary to this, Jeff, in which a um, uh, the music from a, a musical was repurposed in this way, unless you go back to maybe uh, the fifties or sixties when jazz artists would release a. Uh, uh, you know, a version of the songs from South Pacific or whatever, but um, you know, maybe that's close closest we can get. Um, it's 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 a it's not a it's not a perfect collection of songs. I listened to it all the way through yesterday. Uh, there's some things that appeal to me more than others, but you got to applaud the uh, the uh, the the effort, and it opens up the the songs to a a, a whole new uh, interpretation. I think it's brilliant.
0: Yeah, we had talked uh, a few weeks ago, and you're welcome to go back into the archives and listen, but Tom and I talked a little bit about how the actual soundtrack for Hamilton, while doing very well, isn't anywhere near the top of the all-time charts for Broadway musicals. But things like this, I think, will only increase the original material, don't you? Just, it'll just keep selling. Uh, And and of course, these are the kind of record sales... Kind of like an IMAX movie, uh, the you can't figure out what the box office is ever going to be. You can't figure out what the sales are going to be because it's going to go on for years and years. People will discover it every month and uh, just keep buying it. Um, you know, we, uh, we haven't been talking a lot about TV ratings recently. I think we ought to get back into that toward the end of the year. But I wanted to mention Saturday Night Live. Um, the ratings at the beginning of the season were really high, some of the highest they'd had in a long time. Um, and I would think a lot of people would say it's because of the the Trump-Clinton debates on the show that were happening and, and how they were able to exploit that. So Alec Baldwin, although not a regular on the show, looks like he could be showing up weekly or every other week for the next four to eight years as Donald Trump, assuming mm-hmm. that he still wants to. So I'm curious what you think. The ratings have dipped. Um, they're lower, um, not necessarily in a weird, like, oh, my gosh, they're incredibly low. But do you think people, that that high was just uh, completely artificial and that the ratings now are going to remain fairly steady? Or do you think people just don't want to see Trump in any form on a comedy mm-hmm. show right now? Um, obviously, the one person who definitely doesn't want to see Trump on Saturday Night Live is um, Donald Trump, <laughs> who, right. again, who again tweeted that he doesn't like this. Do you not think that every time he does that, while the ratings may be dropping a little bit, that that automatically adds hundreds of thousands of views to Hulu or wherever anybody is watching it?
1: You know, I decided many years ago that uh, that uh, I don't like. Um, uh, uh, I can't even. I don't like Grey's Anatomy. I decided that many years ago. You know what, Jeff? I stopped watching Grey's Anatomy. So uh, Trump has decided that he doesn't like SNL, and yet he keeps watching SNL. It's um, I, I don't guess
0: know. I, he I can't. Does he really it. think? Do you think every time, every week, he thinks I see Alec Baldwin's going to be on probably this time? He's going to do a thing about how cool I am or something like that. <laughs> does he not get that <laughs> if Hillary do, Clinton if Hillary Clinton had won the election? That they'd be making fun of her right now. <laughs> that was exactly what they'd be doing. They'd be just making fun of her in whatever way they found fit. I, although I, don't, I doubt she would tweet about it.
1: <laughs> you're, ask, you're asking me to explain how Donald Trump thinks. Um, it's, it's above my pay grade here, Jeff. I'm sorry. Well, let me ask you.
0: Th- let me ask you this: Do you think that Saturday Night Live uh, owes it as, a, as the major political satire on TV in America? to keep skewering Donald Trump any week he does something that they think is ridiculous?
1: Um, I don't know if they, I don't know to whom they owe it. I mean, I think, you know, they've, their, their job is to make a funny show. Um, and I, 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 don't even know how seriously they take, they take satire for that matter. Um, I I don't, you know, I, 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 here's a point where I probably maybe agree with Donald Trump more than, more than not. Uh, I don't think it's a terribly funny show taken as a whole, um, or maybe just not my thing. Uh, the ratings dip, I don't think is anything for them to be alarmed at. I think it's probably, as you said, fatigue, both, um, the political fatigue and maybe just SNL fatigue. And it's, you know, ratings are still on average where they were last year so. Um, I don't think it's quite time to fold up shop on SNL yet, but, uh, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how, uh, if, if Alec Baldwin can, can, um, even sustain, uh, the humor of this character as we move forward, it's, it's, uh, that's going to be a tough sell, I think.
0: I mean, I think part of the problem is he's offering them so much material that they're just not sure what to do. And so every, <laughs> every week or every two weeks, it's going to be hard not to do this character. Um, they certainly, at they, some point,
1: they, they, At some point, it it, it also might might stop being laughable. I don't know if we'll get to that point, but we could.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Again, I'm not a big fan of the show. Most people only talk about the cold open now, with occasionally one other skit inside. the. uh, So it's going to be interesting to see how far they go. According to some website that I just read, Bright Bart, Bright Bart, Mm. they said Mm. that the show's in trouble and not funny anymore. So... Um, oh. I don't. Not be I think a we should web- take
1: that extremely seriously,
0: Jeff. Okay, well, that's a website to watch. So let's start. Um, let's yeah. start bookmarking more of what they talk about. Uh, let's talk about one of our favorites, of course, and that's Netflix. Um, Netflix is uh, working with something that uh, other uh, other sites have been dealing with, and um, they've been dipping their toe in this water, and now they're talking about it in a more serious way, and that is watching movies offline on mobile devices um and their their the offering is going to be small at first and maybe expand uh what do you think did you think they basically had to do this do you think they trying to um uh, get at the kind of the front end of this curve is this is going to happen more and more with different sites
1: well, it already happens with Spotify and uh, uh, a few other. Maybe may, the one that's one I'm familiar with, and maybe the other uh, music streaming services work this way too. I suspect they do. Um, you can download uh, songs to listen to offline. It uh, it saves you a lot of data streaming um, when you're on your phone. I think it's a brilliant move. I mean, I see people on the train here in Chicago watching movies all the time, and I wonder how they're doing it. Um, you know, you can certainly rent and buy and download movies off Amazon or iTunes um but this is simply uh now competing with that market so um i was a bit surprised i hadn't been prepared for this move but uh, it makes complete sense and i think you know soon enough we'll see um most if not all of their offerings downloadable
0: yeah i think they had to do this because amazon has been doing this for um for a while now um maybe a year so you year. can download
1: you can download uh prime videos to your some uh, yes your, not yeah, all
0: okay. right but again it's some um the the answer is going to be who's going to really offer a bunch but uh i i think this is an important change and um it's one of those that you know amazon did it but they're not kind of the standard bearer they're kind of the, the second step to netflix so now that netflix is going to do it basically everyone's going to have to get on board. Um, speaking of which, Tom, I wanted to say this as an aside, because it happened a couple of months ago, but we haven't been talking about it. Hulu ended its free service. Um, it is now subscription only. And um, what they did was they basically offered some of their free service that people had and had to this Yahoo View. Um, kind of to boost them and use them as another means to get people into Hulu subscription. Do you think we're getting closer and closer to that spot now where obviously there are lots of free apps for um different networks, different shows, those kind of things. But do you think that the idea of the free is getting less and less? And at some point they'll just make sure that you are always paying in some capacity.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I, it's been, it's been a slow road though, hasn't it? It's been about, uh, well, it's been about 15 years, uh, to, to get to this point. I mean, from the, from the, uh, the rise of Napster to the rise of now complete, uh, subscription, subscription service. Um, do we have a sense of, of how, how, um, how big a problem piracy is in this, in this landscape?
0: I've been looking at it and there is still massive amounts of ways for piracy. And what I'm wondering is if at some point people will simply phase out of it because of the ease and the less cost, that there'll always be a segment that just steals all their content. But at some point, um, whereas when the internet was free at first getting people to turn, like you said, it's like a 15 year process, um, but that a new generation, unlike that original one, will think more like, oh, yeah, you, you pay so little to get your content, and it'll, it'll be more like that. Um, what do you think? you think that could be the new generation will be unlike the original one? I don't know if it's,
1: if it's uh, the new generation or if it's just generational so that as, as kids – you know, um, uh, graduate from college and start earning money if it just be, and, and having, you know, more responsibilities if it just becomes more of a hassle to pirate them. And that's what happened with iTunes. It became easier and, and not that much more expensive if you're, if you're, you know, if you're putting a cost on your time to, um, to buy albums back in the day. You know, now it's just as easy and, and, and quite a bit cheaper to, uh, pay a couple hundred bucks or less than that for Spotify. Um, so I think you know the market will cat you know and we can setting aside the the royalty issues that Spotify has with their artists uh for the moment um you just in terms of ease of use i mean I think that 's where we have to get so when you know when netflix and and all of these services become uh cheaper uh or at least be seen as a value for people that are that are, that can afford it, then I think that's that's where the tipping point will be.
0: Uh, it's going to be interesting. We'll, we'll keep watching it and see if, uh, if we start getting better piracy numbers, I've been looking at it and we'll have to see in the next few years, if it just continues to go down or if it just kind of will always remain a certain segment of the population, uh, significant, but not necessarily overwhelming. Um, well, piracy is always taken into consideration when they decide how much to charge people. It's just part of the, part of the deal. Um, uh, let's talk briefly about ratings because the TV ratings again uh, continue to go down. Everything's going down. Walking Dead, everything, all ratings, football ratings, although started to come back up a little bit after um, uh, after the election. The, all of TV ratings or watching ratings are going down at least in the initial process of when something is um, is offered. Um, Netflix has never really cared about ratings. In fact, they don't release ratings, but that doesn't stop. services. I wouldn't say they don't
1: care about ratings. Jeff.
0: Ah, I'm sorry. I would... They don't care to tell you their ratings. Uh, That's right. Um, and of course we don't know the rubric that they use. I think sometimes they have shows that, uh, get smaller ratings, but it get a very specific group of people, therefore they don't care if the stat show gets half a million people, if it's the right half a million people. um, and so we'll never know they're never going to tell us um so uh, but there are companies that are trying to track it and uh, a company that did try to track it um which is uh symphony advanced media says that the release of the four episodes of Gilmore girls was the third highest initial release of the year uh behind the orange is the new black and um Uh, Fuller House, which, by the way, that took me really off guard to know that that was as big as it was. And they're thinking in the 18 to 49 demographic that they care about, um, that they're looking at about 5 million people. Um, And again, that's not the total number. That's just that number. But that's the bulk of the audience, that, that 5 million people. And again, that's just immediately, that doesn't count people who haven't, I'm not I haven't watched it yet and I will watch it. That's not counting people who will watch it in the next month, uh, two months, three months, year, right? Those numbers will just continue to be the it, the content's there. Millions of more people will watch it in the next year. Um so a couple of questions for you, Tom. One, did you like it? Hmm. Two, um, does the number surprise you uh being one of the highest rated ones? Um what do you think? About this, and do you think it portends more shows maybe coming back the way Arrested Development did and Gilmore Girls did? Uh,
1: I'll take the second part first. Uh, Uh, It's about the same ratings that um, SNL has, you know. So um, I and as you said, those those ratings will double, triple, who knows, over the next weeks and months um so i'm I'm not surprised i think it's um you know the they they managed the hype for it over the last year um so yeah i mean it um it, it doesn't surprise me and i did, do think that it portends for uh uh you know uh, them them mining these kinds of shows, but I think they'll be judicious about it you know i mean fuller house and and uh Um Gilmore Girls and Arrested Development, they had very particular narratives and stories that allow that lended themselves to be picked up by Netflix. So I don't think it will work to go back and try to, you know, resurrect I don't know what it would be, you know. uh, Friends. Yeah, yeah, good yeah, good (laughs) example. Or 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 some other or Seinfeld or something, uh just for the sake of doing it. There would have to be a reason. So I'm not sure what that product will be but uh i think there are some pretty smart people at netflix that uh, are keeping an eye on it for us so i don't think we have to worry about it um did i like it i did like it i watched every every second of it and there were parts of it that i was thoroughly and completely charmed by as i was in the first few seasons um when i first fell in love with the 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 whole the whole uh, the town and the characters uh and there were parts that i absolutely detested as i did in the uh, last few seasons before i gave up on it so um,
0: that's interesting i watched every episode of gilmore girls i did love it um i saw this article by the washington post uh, a a a critic who said that she did not like it because she thought that the characters um have become less likable over time i've always thought the characters were likable but but i also thought they were flawed i thought that they did think about themselves a lot and they were egotistical and they are fictional characters um and and i always thought of them more as delivery methods for great lines and a lot of funny interesting things and i love the town Um, but i do think it's hard and i've said this a lot about characters Uh, i'm gonna watch this and and i hope i love every second of it um but i've always said it's very hard to keep a character um fresh and not relying on its most specific traits i always talk about friends with phoebe i said that the phoebe character who i loved in the first couple of seasons by the end had become what i thought was not very nice and part of the reason i thought so was because they just took her they, they took her most basic characteristics and at some point they just got a little lazy and and the the, the role just became that just like the ross role became he's just nerdy and they they, they kind of lost The elements that you had in the first few seasons so if you rely too heavily on certain specific easy like tropes of these characters then they do become less likable that's not to say that i won't love these characters but i just it's also easy to criticize things and that's what people do Um, (laughs) yeah so
1: fair, fair enough and i mean i think there are people that absolutely adore the characters and more power to them i'm not taking anything away from from that um I I have no problem with with characters being unlikable. I mean we can name we can sit here and name 20 shows between us that are uh that are that are prototypes where they are the archetypes arc, arc of that where the the protagonist is is flawed at, at best and completely detestable at at worst. Uh so I have no problem with that. What I have a problem with is not being clear what I am supposed to think about the characters? Uh, I felt in, in the Gilmore Girls there were characters that I was supposed to think were cute and funny and interesting that were, as far as I was concerned, deplorable. So um, I I don't know quite where to where to where to sort all that out. But you know, all of that said, I watched every second of it, and ultimately, I, I would say I, I enjoyed it.
0: If for some reason they decided to come back and do four more episodes, not that they will, because it sounds like they. They're happy with what they've done, but if they did, would you watch the next four? Sure.
1: Yeah. There you go. That's all they,
0: that's all they need to hear. (laughs) So, um, well, uh, I am glad it's back and I am excited to see it. And, uh, uh, I am, I'm glad Netflix is, is using this Avenue, um, to, um, to maybe give voice to things that you thought, Oh, it would never come back. And, and Netflix, I'm just saying, Happy Endings is still sitting there, so uh, <laughs> anytime I've heard every actor uh, says that they will come back, even, even the ones that are on other shows right now, so they would make time to come back, so... Just, just throwing it out there for your that reason.
1: Kickstarter campaign has your name on it, Jeff. Yes,
0: absolutely. It. This twenty bucks, the twenty bucks earmarks for a Kickstarter campaign right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Talk a little bit about. Uh, finally, we're going to get to that Oscar buzz and what is leading in the uh, the idea for the big awards. Um, where we're going to be with the new version of Star Wars, how that's going to play out, and everything else in the world of entertainment for your enjoyment. So, for Tom. I'm Jeff, have a great day.